Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. Um, If you have your Bibles, I do have a message for you this morning. If you have your phone, put it under your seat. <laughs> I would say get it out and use the Bible app, but let's, just, let's face it, it's a distraction machine. No, I don't know. If you can just stay on the Bible app, you're good. Otherwise, put it under your seat. Um, I feel like I want to talk, um, I don't know if this is going to become a series. Sometimes you do, like God gives you a message, and then it like becomes, sometimes he gives you a series, and you like fill in the blanks as you go. Other times he gives you a message, and it becomes a series. I don't really know. This might be a standalone message. This might become a, a series. But I feel like we're in a season as a church where the Lord um, wants us to hone in on cultivating a healthy community and healthy relationships. Um, I feel like the Lord has prompted me today to do a message on the potential pitfalls of relationships and to talk about some of the attributes of what a healthy community looks like. Um, Does anyone remember uh, the Atari game? How many people had an Atari here back in the in the 80s. If you still have one, it's worth like a lot of money, one that works. Um, you, but I had an Atari in the 1980s. In 1982, a game came out called Pitfall. How many had Pitfall? Yeah, come on, yeah. All right, I even got applause up in the, up in the balcony. <laughs> so there's this game, I was, two, you know, I was born in 1980, so I was only two years old when it came out, but you know, in the late, later 80s, I definitely played that game, Pitfall. Now, um, if you don't know what Pitfall is, I'm not going to explain it, but I have a quick video that we're going to play. So go ahead and, go ahead and roll that. This is Pitfall. Pitfall is a graphically stunning game that is taking the VCS jungle by storm. The game is comprised of 255 different jungle scenes laid out horizontally. By running to the edge of one scene, you automatically advance to the next. Within each are certain dangers and obstacles to avoid or overcome as Harry searches for 32 treasures. Because he has only 20 minutes to complete his quest, Harry must utilize underground passageways via ladders. All right, so that's Pitfall. (laughs) Graphically stunning. (laughs) It's taking us by storm, you guys. All right, so the title of my message today is called Relation Slips. Avoiding relational pitfalls. Okay, relation slips. There's a pun right there, if you didn't know. Okay, I'm a punny guy. Relation sli- I was gonna call it avoiding relational pitfalls. That sounds so nerdy. It's like, I gotta get something better. So relation slips, all right. It's a little more hooky to mind. Now, I'm gonna have Ben come up and uh, we're gonna talk about related things that make you slip in your relationships. So I've asked Ben to, to set out some things that you could potentially slip on, right? Some, you know, if you leave a banana peel, it's a banana peel if you can't see up here. So these are, these are pitfalls, you guys. Thank you, Ben, you were amazing. We have, five of, we have five of them today, okay? Five relational pitfalls that we're gonna talk about. Okay, in relationships, there are potential pitfalls that we need to be aware of. Um, City Lights Church, we are a year and a half old, and I will say that that first year as a church was like a whirlwind. It was like, I don't even, it's like a blur. Like I don't, we, we launched this church and, 
it, it's definitely been the hardest thing I've ever done, um, but it's been also the most rewarding, one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. And what's interesting about our, our first year as a church, this is kind of a, f- a feeling I had, a sense I had. It's like we couldn't, we couldn't lose. It's like no matter what we do, I come in, I would do good, I would do bad. It was like our church would just do well no matter what. Like it was just a crazy, cool season. It was like no matter what we did, it, seemed, it seems like we couldn't do anything wrong. Um, year two, I felt like the Lord kind of has this where we want to do a little bit of refocusing on visions, values, and purpose. I think as a church, that's healthy to do probably every year to, to have a refocus of like visions, values, and always plug that in. But um, uh, I mentioned a, a few minutes ago our premier value of praise and worship, okay? But I want to talk a minute today about our second core value, which is this. We are a family, okay? Premier value is... is um, is worship, praise and worship. Our second core value is that we are a family. We find belonging and well-being in authentic community. And I'm going to give a shameless plug right now, but in a few weeks, at the end of August, we're going to be kicking off our fall small groups. I just want to put that in your ear right now. You'll be hearing more about that. But if you haven't been in our, we call them city groups, um, if you haven't been in one or you've been in one, I want to encourage you to get back in one because that's where um, real community happens. This is awesome that we're sitting in rows, but um, city groups is where we sit in circles and we have relationships with, with one another. But um, recently, um, I, I'm trying to shift my, my sermon preparation day to, to Mondays because it, we have staff meeting on Tuesday. And after staff meeting, your brain is like fried. And I, I have no creativity left after staff meeting because we've, we've put all my energy into solving like problems and stuff like that. So um, lately, um, well, b- before you know, the past few weeks, um, the whole first year and a half as a church, I would, I would kind of start my sermon on Wednesday, and thir- you know, but then I have meetings on Thursdays and it seemed like a lot of times I'm finishing up my sermons on Fridays and sometimes even Saturdays, which is not cool. It's actually really stressful. And so recently I've shifted my sermon preparation day uh, to Monday, that way I can get a jump on it and try to finish it up midweek. Um, but this this Monday, Sunday night, my, my father-in-law, who's back here, why don't you wave everyone father-in-law, this is Brad, he's an amazing guy, by the way. Uh, he had bought a car a couple days before and, and his car needed needed some uh, some brakes, some rear brakes, and, and I'm like, um, by the way, I just, this is a rabbit trouble, I'm gonna tell you, I just had my 20 year high school reunion yesterday, so. 20 years, that seems like a crazy long time. But one of the things that I learned in high school, I took auto shop for two years. I took welding for three years. I thought I was going to be a welder when I was in high school, actually. Um, and I learned how to work on cars. I learned how to work on brakes. And my, my dad back here, you can actually, so father-in-law, and then my dad right here, you can wave at everyone too. This, <coughs> this is my dad. He, can, he works on cars all the time, builds race cars and stuff like that. So I, I, it was unavoidable for me. I was going to learn how to work on cars, right? So... I'm changing my father-in-law's brakes on Sunday, and I'm like, I gotta get this done, because Monday, uh, I got a sermon to do. Well, Sunday evening, I get the brakes, I, get, I twer- you know, start tearing things apart, and then I realize there's a special tool I need to um, reset the calipers on the rear brakes. And I usually use clamps, but I needed a special tool that you can rent from the auto parts store, but the, all the auto parts stores were already closed. I'm like, okay, bummer, I've gotta finish this up on Monday morning to get his car back to him. So, so Monday I go, I rent the part and I'm, I'm finishing the, you know, the, or rent the tool. I'm finishing up the job and, um, Monday rolls around. I'm like working on the car. I'm like, Lord, you know, since I'm supposed to be working on my sermon right now, would you mind 
speaking to me and telling me, <laughs> get two things done here. Would you mind telling me what you want me to talk about this weekend? It'd be really nice to get a download from you, you know. And have you ever asked the Lord a question and the answer he gives you seems like it has nothing to do with the question you answered? Has that ever happened to you? So... <clears throat> Um, this is what happens. He, 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 I pray that, and then, he, and then a memory pops up um, from a couple months ago. Um, for those of you who don't know, most of you do, uh, was it March where we got rear-ended? Ben was with us in the car. Uh, we got rear-ended, totaled our car, flipped over. It was, it was terrible. And my wife had broken two vertebrae in her neck. She wore a neck brace for 12 weeks. And not good. And uh, we all got kind of messed up. So that happened, was it March. March 28th, she knows the date. I can't remember because we got hit so hard. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so um, that happened. Now, um, in, here in Greeley, there's a group of pastors that I pray with. We get together once a month and we pray together. And so uh, obviously this was a, a focus of something that people can pray about with me for. And so um, the Lord reminds me that there was, there was a pastor in that group. Um, I'll just tell you, I'll tell you who it is. The pastor of Greeley First Assembly of God, Pastor John Bryant. Um, he sent us a card in the mail, just like, hey, I'm praying for you guys. By the way, here's a check for some medical expenses. If you, you know, I know that we have insurance, obviously, but here's a check because I know medical expenses will arise. Isn't that crazy? So pastor of another church blesses us, sends us a, a check for, a, you know, big, a sizable check for medical expenses. And I had texted him and I had thanked him and all that, but I had, it was on my heart to actually write a card and take it down to him. And, and it had been a couple months. This is just, you know, this is just Monday. And the Lord, Lord just dropped in my heart, hey, you need to go take him a card. You need to get that done. That was in your heart to do. You need to get that done. I'm like, okay, Lord, that has nothing to do. Okay, that's great. I'll do that. But also, would you mind telling me what you want me to talk about this weekend? You know? And, uh, but I don't know about you, but over the past few days, I felt like the Lord has just put on my heart, you know, call this person, email this person, text this person. And I, lately, I just felt like the Lord has had me talk to people where there was a misunderstanding, an awkward situation, clear the air with something, thank someone who needed to be thanked, or just touch base with you know, people who you know, haven't touched base with for a while. He's just kind of had me in, in a little bit of that mindset lately, just focusing in on and honing in on relationships. And um, at that point, it was like, okay, are you just speaking this to me and I need to just go get this done, or is this a word for the church? A lot of times when we're up here, and I don't know if this happens to you, the Lord will speak something to you, and a question that we ask a lot is, God, is this a private revelation or is this like a public word that you have for people? And I felt like the Lord said, this is actually a season for the church. We're in a season of honing in on relationships and, 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 and righting those wrongs and talking about those awkward situations and thanking people that need to be thanked. And so um, I didn't feel like it was just a word for me. I felt like it was a word for us as a church. So I want to talk about avoiding relational pitfalls. Okay, we're going into the fall season as a church, and we're we'll see an influx and uptick of of people visiting church, and we want to be a welcoming church. We want to be a church that has healthy community, and I need your guys' help to make this a healthy community that people want to be part of. Um, so today I'm going to highlight five relational pitfalls. JD already put the one up. Okay, so relationship pitfalls. Um, pitfall number relation slip. Relation slip. Um, avoiding relationship with Number one is deal with offenses quickly. 
okay? Deal with offenses quickly. Ephesians chapter four, verses 25 through 27, it says this. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we're all members of one body. Look at this, verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. My wife reminds me of that all the time. <laughs> right? Hey, don't let the sun go down in your anger. Okay. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Okay? So listen, unchecked anger, unchecked um, unforgiveness towards someone is a potential pitfall of relationships. So this is, this is banana peel. This is relation slip number one is unchecked anger. I want to talk to you about anger for just a minute. Listen, how many know God, we have emotions, right? Yes, you do, okay. <laughs> Unless you're a robot. We have emotions. You know where we got those emotions from? We got those emotions from God. And some of God's emotions aren't good and some are bad. Like, they're all good. He's perfectly holy, righteous in every way. So there are times that God has anger. Jesus, there was a time where Jesus had a righteous anger. God actually has um, an anger over injustice in the world. He actually has an anger towards that. And actually, if we're close to his heart, if we read in the word that there's something that grieves his heart, we should actually be grieved for what God is grieved about. That's how, that's how God wants us to be, that we're so close to his heart that what grieves him grieves us, okay? But listen, anger in and of itself is not a sin, Okay, anger in and of itself is not a sin, but unchecked anger, prolonged anger, can be deadly to you and it can be detrimental to your relationships. Okay? Um, um, in our relationships, we can certainly get angry from time to time because that's a natural emotion, um, emotion to have. Anger is a, a natural reaction and emotion to have in relationships. But uh, an illustration I want to give is it's like. Uh, how many of you have ever had surgery before? That's all of you. If you've ever had surgery, they give you, what do they give you afterwards? They give you pain pills, right? Pain pills are really good after you've had surgery or you've hurt yourself, right? But how many know that those same pills that helped you get through a season can actually destroy your life? If you, if you get addicted to them. That, that's why they're a controlled substance, right? Oxycodone is a controlled substance for a reason. It helps with pain, but it also feels really good. <laughs> At least that's what I'm told. I've never had it, right? More, I, did, I had morphine once when my, I had my wisdom teeth pulled when I was really young, and they were gonna give me laughing gas, and it didn't work, which is kind of weird. And so they're like, okay, we're gonna give them morphine. Yeah, laughing gas made my heart accelerate, which is very strange. Um, so they gave me morphine. And I'm going to be honest, it felt really good. <laughs> I was like, I can see why people get hooked on this. I should never have this again in my whole life. <laughs> okay. Really good for that situation. Really bad to have unchecked access to it for the rest of my life, right? Anger is the same way. Anger can be really good and helpful in certain situations in little amounts. But unchecked anger for prolonged in your life will actually ruin your relationships. It leads to sin and will destroy relationships in your life, okay? Verse 27, it said, do not give the devil a foothold. Unchecked anger and an offense gives Satan a foothold in our lives, okay? So that's point number one. Point number two, um, avoiding relational pitfalls. Point number two is to prefer others. Now, some of you might be thinking, preach to the people that I want you to preach to. No, I'm preaching to you today, okay? These points are for you, all right? 
Prefer others. In your relationships, prefer others. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 10, it says this. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Okay, prefer one another above. So honor people more than you honor yourself is what he's saying. Prefer others more than you prefer yourself. This is a recipe to have good relationships. Okay, it's an, I know it's not hard for you to put you first. It's, it's hard for you to put you second, right? The Bible actually says put other people before you in your relationships, okay? Um, so relation slip number two here, banana peel number two is selfishness and self-centeredness is detrimental to relationships, okay? So we don't want that in our lives. Jesus says this. Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 through 24, he says this. Um, speaking of people who approach um, God to, to, to worship, if you are offering your gift at the altar and they remember your brother or sister has something against you, and this isn't just talking about natural brothers and sisters, but just people in general. If you remember your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come back and offer your gift. Isn't that a crazy verse? God cares so much about our interpersonal relationships that he actually says, you know what, before, before we worship, before you offer that, that gift, that back then it was sacrifices, before you offer that sacrifice, go be reconciled to your brother or sister, then come back and offer your gift. Isn't that crazy? He cares, so, listen, sometimes when you preach on love and you preach on relationships or this kind of stuff, sometimes you're like, well, that's not really like a, a deep message. Listen, this is a deep message. Love is the deepest message you'll ever hear, okay? And so he cares, about how, he cares a lot about how you and I interact, how your neighbor, you and your neighbor interact, how, you're, how you interact with your coworkers, how you interact with your boss. He cares so much that there's not something between you that he actually says, go get that right first and then come back and offer your gift, okay? In Matthew chapter 22, verses uh, 36 through 40, Jesus asked a question, and I'm thankful for the question. The question is this. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment? Jesus answers, and he says, um, the, great, the first and greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and your strength. He says, the second is a lot like it. The second is like it. It's akin to it, and maybe they're connected. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself, Right? So the second commandment, it's very close. It's related to the first. In fact, if you're doing the first commandment right, I would say that inevitably there's an overflow that you will love people around you. In fact, in, in the book of First um, uh, uh, John, Second John, Third John, he goes into great detail about basically saying, you can't say you love God if you hate your neighbor. You can't say you have a, this amazing, deep love relationship for God if you have hate towards people around you. If you're doing the first commandment right, you will inevitably, there will be an overflow in your life to do the relationships correctly and to have, have enough to give people around you, love people around you, okay? Um, it's interesting to me, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but of the 10 commandments, how many know 10 commandments? Okay, they're, they're good, they're in the Bible. Three of the 10 commandments, have you ever thought about how many of them have to do with loving God and loving people? Okay, so I'll tell you. Three of them have to do with loving God. Three of the Ten Commandments. One of them has to do with loving yourself. And a sixth of them have to do with how we treat other people. Isn't that crazy? 
the, more than over half of the Ten Commandments have to do about interpersonal relationships, how we live in community, how we should treat each other. Okay, only three of them have to do with loving God. I think this is why Jesus said that all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands, love God and love people. Because if you do those two right, you're, you're, you're doing it all right, okay? Now, this is kind of a, a silly thought experiment, but bear with me, if you would. If you break this down by percentage, um, basically... Our first priority is, of course, our love relationship with Jesus. If we don't do that first, then we'll have nothing to give other people. But basically, it's like 30% of the time, your focus is loving God, right? Only 10% of the time, the focus should be loving yourself. And 60% of the time, we should spend how we treat and love one another, okay? So point number two was prefer others. Honor others above yourself. Honor people more than you honor yourself, okay? All right, and uh, avoiding relational pitfalls, number three, point number three is walk humbly. By the way, can someone make, turn that air conditioner on? It's gotta be off, it's so hot up here. If you guys would. Um, yeah, just make sure those are still on. Okay, um, point number three is walk humbly, okay? Pride, pride will ruin your relationships. Okay, walking in pride will ruin your relationships. Um, so, relation slip number three is pride, okay? This is relation slip number three. This will mess your life up, all right? Arrogance, pride, self-centeredness, that will ruin your life. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5, it says this. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. Look at this. All of you, everyone say all of you. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Like, put on humility. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Why? Because God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Okay, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Uh, the word oppose here, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. The word oppose means to, to arrange in battle against, to set oneself against, or to like square off. The Bible actually says that God opposes the proud. He sets himself up in battle array against the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's, isn't that crazy? Interesting thing about this verse, he says, all of you clothe yourselves with humility, toward, humility towards one another. So he's not, he doesn't say all of you clothe yourselves in humility towards God. Again, he cares so much about how we treat one another. He says, if you don't walk humbly in your relationships with each other, God's actually opposing you. He's actually resisting you. Isn't that crazy? But if we walk humbly and prefer others in our relationships, he gives grace to the humble, okay? How many want grace in their life? I want grace. Um, next verse, verse six. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up or exalt you in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because God cares for you. The word lift you up in the King James is exalt. Listen, it's not wrong for you to be exalted. It's wrong for you to exalt you. It's not wrong for you to be promoted. It's wrong for you to promote you, right? I'm not talking about like, should I apply for that promotion or not? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying in your relationships, do you need to puff yourself up? Do you need to, you know, make people think you're better than you are? Do you need to exalt yourself? The Bible basically says, leave that up to God. Let him be the one that brings promotion in your life, okay? And he says, cast all your anxieties. The anxiety, how many know it's an anxiety fest? 
notice me, notice me. I need to get what's mine. I need to get vindication. Like there's an anxiety in that, trying to make those things come to pass in our lives. He says, cast those cares on me because I care for you. I, I will be your vindication. I will be the one who cares for those things in your life. It's a good word for someone. He will bring vindication to your life. Okay, it's not your job to bring vindication. Let God worry about all that. Verse eight, be alert and sober of mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Listen, pride kills relationships, but humility brings favor with both God and man, okay? All right. What are these last two pitfalls? We'll do them really quick. This one, relation, relation to slip number four. This one's bad breath. Okay. That'll mess up your relationships. And this one over here, this is B.O. So bad hygiene will also ruin your relationships. Okay. Those went fast, didn't they? My wife and I. My wife and I had led small groups for a long time before we got into ministry. And I had a guy coming, and he had a little B.O. problem. And I was like, <laughs> and I, was like I, I have to talk to him. I, was like, I prayed about it. I was like, I don't want to tell this guy, like, you're coming to this group, like, you smell bad. You have to put the odor on. And uh, I was like, it was the week I was going to talk to him. And then he stopped coming, so I didn't have to do that. So <laughs> good and bad at the same time, you know. I avoided a confrontation. But anyway, don't let bad hygiene cause you to have relation slips in your life. Okay. All right, I have a final question, and there's a prize for the question. Here's, here's the question. I talked about that I was born in 1980, that Atari came out in 1982, and can anyone tell me, the first person to tell me this wins the prize, can anyone tell me who the vice president was in 1982? Someone said Bush. Who was it? Okay, Burke, you win a prize. Ben, go, go take that prize over to him. You can hold it up so everyone can see it. <laughs> George H.W. Bush was the vice president in 1982. 81 to 89 to be exact, so you get the bananas that were in here. Okay. <laughs> this is cheesy, I realize it, but you won't forget. You watch. This week you're going to think about this. Like, that was so cheesy, but yeah, you won't forget. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to pray, and then uh, I'm going to let Ben try to do an altar call after that. <laughs> Again, I feel like as a church, God is honing in on this subject, relationships. I feel like there's an anointing and a grace for us to dive into this in this season. So I'm going to pray. Just, just um, be thinking in your own life. Let, like again, the Holy Spirit this week, he highlighted a relationship that I have. He's like, hey, you need to go, th- that man needs to thank you. Go thank him for that with, with a sincere thank you. I just feel like God, even right now, I'm gonna pray and I'm, I believe God's gonna highlight people in your life that you need to reach out to, you need to connect with. I will say this, if, you've, if you're here part of the church, there was someone serving on your team or someone you haven't seen in a while and you've connected with them, try to connect with them again. See what's going on in their life, amen? All right, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your goodness and your kindness in our lives, Lord. I thank you that you, you care so much about relationships. You value it so much. The, the way that we treat each other, the way we interact, Lord, the way that we do life together is so important to you, Lord God. We can't say that we love you as a premier value and hate our brother and sister. We can't say that, Lord God. And I pray you would help us, God, to, um, 
to walk truthfully, Lord God, and to, to, um, that there would be an overflow in our lives from this premier value, Lord. And so I just bless relationships today. I speak reconciliation today. Lord, and I just pray right now that you would highlight relationships that need help, relationships that need rekindled. If someone needs to apologize or if you know someone has offense against you, I just, right now I pray, Holy Spirit, you would highlight those individuals and those things. And we just release that right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us and we hope you have a blessed week.